Whatever was happening inside these shutter rooms, it was happening after midnight, and it was happening briskly. Interestingly, few of the many men arrived by car, but a watchful detective constable, taking a leak in the dead of night, discovered why. The men were parking their cars in side streets and walking the hundred yards or so to the front door of the four-storey house. Perhaps this was house policy. The slamming of after-hour car doors would arouse suspicion in the street. Or perhaps it was in the visitors' own interests not to leave their cars in broad street light where they might be recognised. Registration numbers were taken and checked as were photographs of visitors to the house. The owner of the house itself was traced. He owned half a French vineyard as well as several properties in Edinburgh and lived in Bordeaux the year through. His solicitor had been responsible for letting the house to a Mrs. Croft, a very genteel lady in her fifties. According to the solicitor, she paid her rent promptly and in cash. Was there any problem? No problem, he was assured, but if he could keep the conversation to himself. Meantime, the car owners had turned out to be businessmen, some local, but the majority visiting the city from south of the border. Heartened by this, Watson had started planning the raid. With his usual blend of wit and acumen, he chose to call it Operation Creeper. Brothel creepers, you see, John? Uh, Yes, sir, Rebus answered. I used to own a pair myself. I've often wondered how they got the name. Watson shrugged. He was not a man to be sidetracked. Never mind the creepers, he said. Let's just get the creeps. The house, it was reckoned, would be doing good business by midnight. One o'clock, Saturday morning, was chosen as the time of the raid. The warrants were ready. Every man in the team knew his place. And the solicitor had even come up with plans of the house, which had been memorised by the officers. It's a bloody warren, Watson had said. No problem, sir. So long as we've got enough ferrets. In truth, Rebus wasn't looking forward to this evening's work. Brothels might be illegal, but they fulfilled a need, and if they veered towards respectability, as this one certainly did, then what was the problem? He could see some of this doubt reflected in Watson's eyes, but Watson had been enthusiastic from the first, and to pull back now was unthinkable, would seem a sign of weakness. So, with nobody really keen for it, Operation Creeper went ahead, while other meaner streets went unpatrolled, while domestic violence took its toll, while the water of Leith drowning still remained to be solved. Okay, in we go! They left their cars and vans and marched towards the front door, knocked quietly. The door was opened from within, and then things began to move like a video on double speed. Other doors were opened. How many doors could a house have? Knock first, then open. Yes, they were being courteous. If you wouldn't mind getting dressed, please. If you could just come downstairs now. You can put your trousers on first, sir, if you like. Then? Christ, sir, come and take a look at this. Rebus followed the flushed, youthful face of the detective constable. Here we are, sir. Feast your peepers on this lot. Ah, yes, the punishment room. Chains and thongs and whips. A couple of full-length mirrors, a wardrobe full of gear. There's more leather here than in a bloody milking shed. You seem to know a lot about cows, son, Rebus said. 
He was just thankful that the room wasn't in use. But there were more surprises to come. In parts, the house resembled nothing more lewd than a fancy dress party. Nurses and matrons, wimples and high heels. Except that most of the costumes revealed more than they hid. One young woman seemed to be wearing a rubber diving suit with the nipples and crotch cut away. Another looked like a cross between Heidi and Eva Braun. Watson watched the parade, righteous fury filling him. He had no doubts now. It was absolutely proper that this sort of place be closed down. Then he turned back to the conversation he was having with Mrs Croft. While Chief Inspector Lauderdale lingered only a short distance away, he had insisted on coming along, knowing his superior and fearing some almighty cock-up. Well, thought Rebus with a smile, no cock-ups in sight yet. Mrs Croft spoke in a kind